Okay, so I think we're live. So, um, welcome everybody to another episode of In the Pub with Mike Bradbury. And we are in an actual pub again. Uh, we're not in sunny Barcelona this time. We are in freezing cold Tromsø uh, in northern Norway um, at the Norwegian Conference. Um, so, Today you have me, the host Mike Bradbury. Uh, to my left we have Kevin Markwick, Picture also, House Oakfield. Also Sorry. to my left, Ulf Kviklund. And straight ahead of me, Tony Purvis. Excellent. So thank you very much. Um, what we're going to talk to, or what are we going to talk about today, guys? Um, got some topics. Um, one of the first things we're going to we're going to look at is are filmmakers fighting a losing battle against TV picture? Improving tech, and does anybody care? Oh, uh, that's our first bit of dead space. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not sure people even know what it is, do they? In you know, when you go around to your nan's house and you see the television, all right, well, maybe your nan is not the best, yeah, example. okay, but um, probably doesn't go to the cinema much anyway, no. if at all. So, um, I mean, all right, well, as a starter, you know, TV, you know, when, when you go into, you know, your TV manufacturers, you've got 4K, you've got HDR10, you've got HDR10+, Plus, you've got Dolby Vision, uh -huh. um, you've got all of these high dynamic range oh, technologies that are all being, you know, labeled and marketing. Um, and then, you know, does anybody really know what they're doing when they bring these TVs home? Uh, is it just a small niche of um, people who you know are very high-end home cinema users that understand the technology, or are people just buying it because it's the it's the latest thing and the guy in the shop said it was good? Yeah, I think there's a lot of that going on, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I think that obviously it's it's quite difficult for us to comment on this because if we have a home cinema situation, it's going to be wonderful because we know <laughs> what we're doing. Mm. But yeah, I think for the normal movie watcher that isn't in the industry sure they will be upsold yeah exactly i mean to, to, to the point of it i'm trying to get across probably not very well is you know i keep hearing at all of the different trade shows and all the different conferences that we go to that oh cinema must keep up because the home is going to overtake the cinema um you know because we need to buy high dynamic range projectors and we need to buy 4k and 8k and a million k and all these no, things but isn't that a branding thing as opposed to actually technically uh, improving your television set. What I mean is that they, that the TV companies, the manufacturers, are clearly using this as a branding exercise. Buy my television because it's got a sticker on it that says it's 4K or Dolby Vision, but I don't think that necessarily translates to the if, customer understanding it. Um, I think if you look at uh, the Blu-ray versus what was the other one? Uh, HD. 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 Yeah. HD DVD. HD DVD. Where's yeah? Where's that gone? So oh, maybe yeah. it does work. I still have a couple <laughs> left home. I still yeah. have like ten titles left in my. Yeah, I have Midnight Run, but won't go there. What? Yes, but, but I think that cinema win? has proven to be uh, competitive, even if they actually have the, <coughs> all this uh, fancy uh, HDR and 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 whatever 8K uh, in in the consumer market. I mean. We, we still have the experience to go to a cinema. Mm -hmm. that's, that's really important, and, and it actually pays off. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I mean, you look at the 2K and 4K discussions inside of cinema today, it's about less than 20% of the uh, content that is taken up in 4K. And it, yes. in Sweden, it's less than 3% that actually comes to 4K as a DCP in the cinema. Mm -hmm. And people doesn't know that. Yeah, they we still talked go about this on the last episode okay, yeah. in Barcelona, didn't we? And I, to be honest, I have seen a little bit of a resurgence in 4K uh, over the last three to four months. You know, there's been quite a few titles. Downton Abbey was 4K. That makes um, me happy. Um, uh, the Joker was 4K. Joker was 4K. Once upon a time, uh, Hollywood was yeah. 4K. Um, um, Sean the Sheep. Sean the Sheep. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but All there, the has, there has been a bit of a resurgence, even in trailers as well. I noticed that you know. Four, uh, Toy Story 4 and Joker trailers were 4K as well. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's been a bit of a resurgence, but is it fair to, to continually um, compare cinema with the home on a technology front? Um, I suppose is the fundamental well, crux. I can see in nodding. I, I, I don't think it's fair uh, <clears throat> or fair. It, it, it's not even the comparison, in my opinion. No, mm -hmm. but the people are buying these things because it says it's Dolby Vision. They don't really know what it means. And so we're fighting maybe 
on a front, you know, a bit like my 4K projectors, ultimately what's happened is I've got a plaque that says it's 4K that impresses the people that come in. It's got actually little to do with the technology on the screen itself. And so maybe we're, we're in this horrible cycle of having to keep up with TV, even though you and I as technical people, you know, we know that it's not really not going to make that much difference to the experience. But it's go, well, you've, got a, you've got all MKs. You've got MKs in your cinema, have you? You know, because I've got it at home. Yeah, and at the same time, you have a 500 uh, euro uh, 4K, uh, 45, 55-inch television back sure. home. And it's just shit. Mm. <laughs> no, no, but you, you and I know that. Yeah. yeah. But like Mike's saying, does it, did, are we now on but a... Even on the a customer that actually buys that and goes to, back to the cinema is like, oh... Well, that okay, that's a good point. But ultimately, home cinema has always done this, though, hasn't it? I mean, even the phrase home cinema drives me crazy because it's, it's not a home cinema, is it? Not really. Well, it depends how much money you've got. Well, and if you've got yeah. extra room in your basement. <laughs> <laughs> but generally, it's not a cinema, is it? That's the thing. No. So we and actually as an industry, we should have tried to try to squash that idea much, much. I mean, it's too late now, but much, much earlier. Yeah, I but think. I think I don't think it's meant to say I have a cinema in my home. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to say, you know, I've got a five point one setup. Yeah. It's pretty decent. I've got a big TV, and I can turn the lights down, yeah. and it, you know, it's a little cinema in my room. For all intents and It's trying to re replicate it on a local level without having to go and spend £14 on a ticket or however much yeah. the equivalent is. Yeah. yeah, you know, unless you are going to go whole hog in the basement, in a room next to your house or wherever, and you're going to fit it all out with acoustic mm. panelling and everything mm. else. And then, yeah, and we have those also that are really spending like 100 and 200,000 euro on their home theatre and then mm. never leave the house. Yeah, uh -huh. but, 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 but I don't but, know actually. Not even for I food. Think, <laughs> I think people who yeah. do that are actually really big movie people. They are the one that consumes. And likely go to the cinema yeah. anyway. Yes, I think yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. Also, it's uh, content availability as well. If I want to see a film uh, due to a decent marketing campaign, decent trailer, I'm still going to go to the cinema because I don't want to wait for however many weeks it is now uh, between uh, theatrical and home entertainment release. I know that that's obviously been shortened. Yeah, that's, from that's that, naps, that naps garrowing? What yeah. does that mean? <laughs> I mean, that gap's narrowing. No, yeah, it's true, because it, it used to be like three months, right? When I was growing up, it was yes. like three months, and now it's, what, eight weeks? No, it's around three months still, generally, about 12 weeks. Mm. Um, I think that Amadeus was protected like six months. Yeah, mm. when I was it was about five mm. years. And what about the streaming side? Because obviously you get a lot of streaming services that are saying they're in HDR, they're in mm. 4K. Mm. You know, I mean, I've streamed HDR and 4K, and you know, it looks pretty good, yeah. but I can still see artifacts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, streaming is that? I mean, even um, physical media, you know, buy a Blu-ray is going to look better than the streaming yeah. equivalent. Yeah. You don't get the contouring because no. the bit rates there. Yeah. I think. Um, um, yeah, and it's it's but again they 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 fire up the TV. It says Dolby Vision. It says mm. HDR. They're mm -hmm. not really sure. I don't think mm. a lot of people what it means. It just sounds impressive. Exactly. What frustrates me is you know you've got these buttons on your remote control mm. that say HDR day, HDR night. Oh, really? Um, I've not seen which that. means that you know if you're that watching this horrendous. in the daytime, press this button and I will uh, will automatically adjust it to make <sighs> it look okay whilst you've got daylight outside. That's ridiculous. And, yeah, I know. And then you press <laughs> it again and it goes, oh, but if you're in a darkened room, we'll adjust it again and you'll get the maximizer. So that's not a standard the then, is it? Well, exactly. Also, and how is that reading your, like, yeah. how is how it reading it how much light you've got in your room? Exactly. And, and It's are you, just a generalization. Yeah, yeah, and can you, like, control the settings yourself or...? So uh, that you could set it up for, the, for your environment? So th these, are, these are presets. Ugh. Uh, however, you can go in if you know what you're doing and adjust the contrast levels and adjust the black levels and adjust all kind of levels. But again, the average consumer they don't know what is just, no. you know, yeah. as far as they're concerned, they're just going to say, well, the guy in the shop said this was high dynamic range yeah. for whatever that means. He, he told me that Dolby Vision or D mm. HDR10 was either the best or the most common, whichever one you wanted to go with. Um, I've come in, I put it on TV, I paid an extra for a specific blu-ray player that will play hdr blu-rays and 4k mm -hmm. i'm putting it on i've got my special hdr hdmi cable as well which you've also got to upgrade <laughs> um and you put it on and is it really exactly how the filmmaker wants you to watch it didn't well, you have the answer for the whole question 
Actually, do, do I have an answer? You, you actually did tell the answer for the whole question. I mean, they are spending. It's a way to spend more money. It's a way to yes. get the customer to spend more money That's really to buy electronics. Is, right. mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, you can buy a 10 euro cable or you can buy a 150 yeah. euro cable and it's microscopic difference. But yeah. they sell the 150 euro because that's it's a monster profit, cable yeah. compared mm -hmm. with the same Chinese factory that yeah. does the 10 euro cable. Yeah. So, they're not, so not, it's a way for yeah. the industry to make more money <coughs> on the consumer side. And they're not mm -hmm. acting in our for the want of a better word, best interests are they in terms? Of no, no, settlement? they are definitely not. No. But, but that's that's a fight that we have had all the day yes. uh, back in the time when they actually uh, the television was with, um, yeah. what do you call it, light tubes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. CRT. Yeah, yeah. CRT. Tubes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has been yeah. a, a fight right, all the way, and yeah. it doesn't differentiate so much from from what actually was in the seventies. Mm. But now it's so much easier. I mean, a television in the seventies was like two thousand euro. Today, 2,000 euro is getting you something that really, really decent for the home. And huge. And huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, is it useful then if the filmmakers weigh in, like we had recently, didn't we, telling everyone to turn off the smooth scrolling and all the stuff? Well, filmmaker mode button. Yeah. Was, was, oh, is that what they... They, 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 were, they yeah. were talking about asking manuf TV manufacturers to have a filmmaker mode <laughs> button like they do with the Netflix button and the Amazon Prime button. Right, yeah. okay. And a filmmaker button that will take away all oh. of the bells and whistles and right. just show it you how the filmmaker wants it. Okay, so, so which filmmakers which did they theory, talk to yeah, which, which <laughs> to get that set up? Yeah. I think what they mean is, is you know, I think um, Christopher McQuarrie, Brad Bird, all were all you know yeah. uh, in support of it all. And I think what they were saying is, take away all of this motion smoothing, uh, take away, every, it's just 24 frames per second. Okay. And yeah. that's how we want it to, sh to show it, with all of the motion blur and everything else. But it wouldn't be 24, I don't would think it? Ang Lee signed up for that. It'd be 23, 9, 8 or 25. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah probably. Probably. No, because you can still... You can do 24p, can't you? On a on a bit, we don't, because broadcast television is not even, but it's not progressive, is it? It's it's interlaced. Mm. So uh, yeah, it's no, it's it's everything's a compromise at home ultimately, isn't it? But they're not they're not going to sell it that way. Mm -hmm. So would you seek out HDR in cinema? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, if you if you had the choice of going, you know, this way to go and watch it in Dolby Vision and this way mm. to go and watch it in standard, I don't know, let's say standard 4K. Um, As a tech nerd, yes. Would you, would you, would <laughs> I you go would, to one or the other? I don't know whether we talked about this last time, but I would, but uh, there doesn't seem to be a very stringent Dolby Vision standard. Mm -hmm. They don't seem to make you want to... to, to to, 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 so that you have the confidence actually going in that it will be the best it can be because I've seen a couple and thought oh they've compromised here really and I and I spoke to somebody at Dolby uh, about this and they said well you know we allow a certain amount of flexibility and I thought well mm. isn't that rather mm. diluting what it is that you want to do to create this standard mm. that we can all have confidence in mm. if you're suddenly allowed to uh, to change that stand, I mean, yeah. I understand why they do it for commercial reasons, but you know. Well, I've, I I know I believe they have like a range, you know, when it comes to contrast levels. I mean, even even if you play a standard DCP on a Dolby Vision screen, I believe it's still around five thousand to one contrast ratio. Um, Is that because why would that be though? Just because of the technology can achieve that. Um, in this, in a similar way that other projector manufacturers are offering, you know, four, yeah. five, six. They use the filmmaker button. <laughs> no, like you, you can you can achieve a certain amount of better contrast ratio even within a standard DCP. Yeah, um, it's oh, just okay. a question of whether if you go beyond a certain uh, range, then you need special technology to get the best out of it. Otherwise, I believe it's going to start showing you lots of artifacts and things like that. You're not okay, so Tony might be answering. Why aren't all DCPs? Manufactured to their highest possible quality, then depends on the DI. Does so, it? right, yeah. So, what's the DI? Uh, the intermediary, the digital intermediary. So, Just how it's been our listeners that might not <laughs> so how it's been, so how it's been filmed in the first, has been captured in the first place. Yeah. So, um, a lot of films you you would have you mentioned that a lot of things have been churned out at 4K recently. That's because they they're capturing it in 4K natively, right. especially things that are being filmed for. Uh, they're going to have a 70 mil version, right? Because you need that. Yeah, on level. So, I think. Well, yeah, I, I think that's the only only reason why there's a, yeah. an upturn in that. But um, mm. I think that 
a lot of it has been perhaps uh, education and knowing that if you create a 4K DCP, it's actually going to be played back in 4K. I know that that doesn't make yes. too much difference, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's educating everyone in the in the filmmaking process of mm. what can be achieved in in theatres. And I think that's important because you know. I've, I've overheard people talking about Dolby Vision and I believe they've said, look, we're capable of this. It's a little bit like Atmos in a way. We're capable of doing this. How the creative person wants to use that technology is up to the creative. You know, they can they can choose to have things flying around or not. Um, it's, up to, it's up to them. And I think it's the same with the Dolby Vision. We're capable of projecting up to 30-foot Lamberts, but yeah. the creative might not necessarily want to do that. So um, with, with uh, Dolby Vision, uh, you, you have obviously a different grade, um, and you have the Atmos track as well, so that's a, it's a completely different process, so uh, which DCP. means it's extra money as well. Yeah, so you, need, you really need to have that in mind as well. And uh, Dolby Vision's obviously becoming more popular throughout is it? Yeah, I believe there are 249 cinemas currently um, Good worldwide, and one more oh. being open in 2020 in Russia, I think. Yeah. Um, I will credit that to So, actually John. then, as a, I mean, this may be slightly off-piste here, but as a, the owner of a small cinema, where the hell does that leave me if everybody thinks... They should have. Dull. I'm not going to get Dolby Vision, but I, am I? But no, because no. Yeah, yeah. You think so? Just open the, the yeah. bank vault. But, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think the average pundit does. Want, so yeah. So, so, that, so it goes back to yeah. Goes back to the beginning of yeah, know, does, does anyone care? Does anyone I, care? That's that's the point. I, right? I think it's a treat. If I go and see something in Dolby Vision, I know that the price is going to be hyped slightly. So you know what? I'm going to make a proper evening of it. I'm mm. going to pay extra for my ticket because it's a special occasion. It's something that I've wanted to watch for a year. Otherwise, I'm quite happy to go to my local cinema and watch mm. it in 2K. But yeah. if we, okay. on this side of the table, doesn't care to get the technology out to the cinemas, then we will not teach our children to actually appreciate it. So, so we need to teach our next generation to love to go to the cinema. And the technology that actually is there today will be here for the future, most of them. So, so we uh, really need to do the best of the cinema experiences of the day. So back to the question, if you should go to a Dolby cinema or if you should go to the 7.1 cinema, I should show the, the Dolby cinema every time. Mm -hmm. And on that, I'm going to end. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> going all so night like that. Thank you, because otherwise we will yeah. go on all night. It's a really good interesting debate. That was like making was that quite angry the intention? Well, so. yeah. Wasn't that the intention? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we have other topics. To oh, on. shit. I only thought we had one. <laughs> so how much have I got to borrow? To no, no, no. So <laughs> if the next topic is coming up, I need to have another beer. Right. Okay, let's yeah. get another beer in. Okay, so now we've got the beers in. Beer. Um, beer. We shall continue. So next question for everybody is... Will Avatar revive 3D? Uh, no. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it will. We Are have you just being deliberately I couldn't resist. I don't think it will. I don't think it will either. I don't think it's strong enough. So to is bring it back. actually going to happen or are Disney going to intervene? Ooh. I think well. it will going to happen. I mean, he's one of the biggest film producer in the century. Yeah. I think he will get his will. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the film will get released. Mm. But Absolutely. also in 3D. In 3D? Yeah. Uh, in HFR? <sighs> in Dolby Cinemas, yes. <laughs> in HFR. That's what we're going to call it. 3D HFR. It reminds me of Third the two <laughs> Yeah. In one perspective, I said yes because everyone else said no. So, right. <laughs> Uh, but being deliberately controversial. Yeah, I love it. But at the same time, I actually think that if 3D is going to come back in the next 10 years, it's with Avatar. So it's a kind of a make or break thing. Yeah. So if it doesn't come back for Avatar, it'll never come back. I don't think it will. It will be <coughs> a premium large format for IMAX and Dolby uh, mm. cinemas. I'll be honest, I don't generally like 3D, but I am looking forward to seeing Avatar yeah. in 3D. Hang me, Brian. It's interesting, isn't it? It's one of the biggest. Or it's not. Is it technically the biggest film of all time? I think still. If not, it's number the one. Original. Number two. Yeah, the first one. It's not. It's. It's. Yeah. It's just it's been overtaken there. by Endgame. All oh, right. Okay. So just recently. Is there yes? So is there a not reason Downton that Abbey. people? No, sadly no. <laughs> I want to see Downton Abbey in 4DX. That's what I want to see. Oh, <laughs> I saw it in HDR. <laughs> 
as, as they ooh, spray stuff ooh, out with you know, scented of tea. No. What was the point I was going to make? Much Screen X. Yeah. Oh yeah, Screen X down to Nobby and 4DX. Wow. Building the chairs and yeah. What was the point? Oh right. So Avatar actually. Um, left no cultural footprint behind it at all, did it? You know, there weren't Avatar toys and kids weren't playing Avatar and, you know, it, 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 it wasn't came... Like Star Wars. No, no, it came, it went. It left no cultural footprint at all. Mm. So is there really an appetite for a follow-up this far down the line? Did anybody even care that there's an Avatar 2? Let alone whether it's in 3D or Smell-O-Vision or whatever the hell it's going to be in. I think there is. <clears throat> I think yeah. that if, when Avatar yeah. is going to be released... It will be a success. What's is the it? what's the demographic for Avatar? Like, who are they aiming at? Well, I I originally thought because I I was completely wrong. I thought this is a Terminator Two audience. This, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to do it Terminator Two levels of business, and that's the end of it. Why is everyone getting excited? And I was so wrong. Yeah. Obviously, everybody came out to watch Avatar. But in all in all fairness, have. in all fairness, I mean, <clears throat> this was two thousand and nine, and it was the first really three D release. Yeah. Yeah. For like 40 years. Yes. Was it a perfect it's, storm then? Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. So <clears throat> to, to have seen 3D go to the sky and then fall down to mm. only like China and some Russia, obscure uh, places. Uh, yeah. yeah. Then actually, I think that if it doesn't come out in 2021, it's too late. Yeah. If it goes 2023, uh, I think the train is left at mm. the station. I think if it comes out in 3D, it's a shame. <laughs> I think, well, it's definitely going to come out in 3D. I, I know. Um, but he doesn't do the frame rate thing, does he? He's not uh, into that well, at all. Well, he's, he's sort of, yeah, I think he is, but only it's, they're calling it um, VFR, which is variable frame rate. Which means that he's only going to have high frame rate in the action scenes where oh, yeah. you get a lot of motion blur and he's going to go okay. back to standard frame rate when it's... Um, okay. When it's, so I hear. But didn't Stuart Bowling actually interview the guy... It's no. not the producer, it's the... Uh, the producer? I don't know. The producer. No, but the, the, the photographer... Of Avatar. Yeah. He was interviewed by Stuart Bowling, and he talked about the space run. He didn't tell, tell in details what they actually were going to do. But I think that the technology that they will come out with <coughs> to actually be able to plum, play that one in full sense mm. is something that we don't really know about today. Mm. Right. So do you, do you think it will do well then off the back of a load of press screenings and good word of mouth? Like their marketing programme and press programme, publicity programme? Because, yeah. because obviously if we don't know what the technology is going to be or we can't compare it to anything, then we're going to have to rely on other people. How much marketing and how much press information was it about 3D in 2009? I'd have no idea because I was 13. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, but it was the, it was, it was the, it was the, I mean, it it was a catalyst for a lot of things, wasn't it? I mean, it was Mm. the catalyst to drive the digital uh, change very, Mm. very quickly. Mm -hmm. And the fact was, the word of mouth was, you have to see this film in 3D. Whereas that's no longer... Uh, anything exciting is it we've had space monkeys in 3D we've had you know all this you didn't like that one no well (laughs) in fact I think they've got as far as space monkeys 2 I think (laughs) is it it not just the next James Cameron's film therefore you're going to have to go and watch it anyway so it it, it happens to be Avatar 2 rather than it's now something else maybe but it has been laying there it has been there in the background for like nine years now Mm. so of course it hasn't yeah it has a footprint that, that we most likely will see. It's a huge event anyway. Yeah. But will there be a re-release of Avatar 1 in 3D to reinvigorate the audience? I don't know. I can't do 3D at the moment, so I'm going to be looking a bit sick. <laughs> you have to we get don't have any 3D, so because uh, we don't need it. We just don't need it. <laughs> I'd like um, to see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th- probably, I, th- I yeah. think there will be a market for it, right? I mean, why not? The film exists. You can just whack it on a hard drive and distribute it. And I think I think that it's it's, it's a big enough. So yeah, it hasn't left a cultural no. footprint. It's been, it's been long enough to, you know, to reintroduce it to a new generation. Yeah, it's a new generation. Right? Yeah, that's sort sure. that's sort of why I asked what the demographic was for, like who they were aiming who's, at. Because who's going to see it? I feel like I'm not it. I, I think no. I think given that much, it's probably going to cost. They're going to have to aim it at everybody Everyone. on every planet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because this Even running. 
possibly. <laughs> Old, you know, we we've not had much success running other Avengers films called what was it called? Uh, Infinity War before. Mm-hmm. Our I think midnight it, yeah, but it didn't I th- really work. But at I think all. Infinity War's too fresh. Yeah. Whereas Avatar has got the ten year gap, so people mm. might want to revisit it beforehand. And I think that maybe it's a London thing, or maybe a Manchester and you know bigger city thing. Maybe yeah, they will have a special event. Has where Gemini Man hurt it? Did I don't. It? I don't what? think Gemini Ge- Man's hurt anything. Did Gemini Man hurt 3D? You mean hurt 3D and hurt HR? I don't think anyone even noticed, did they? <laughs> no. That it went out even really no. The, the reason I'm saying, you know, HFR, I've, I've written some notes, because yes. I try to be prepared. Um, HFR has failed three times now. Um, yes. And James Cameron's stock has been hit by tepid responses oh. and box office of Alita and the new Terminator film. Oh. Um, high tech, yes, but very bland characters. Yeah. Well, so it needs to be a good mix of technology and content. Yeah, so it needs to be a good film first and foremost. Technology yeah. is, is it a side issue? Ev- Avatar only just squeaked by in terms of the good film side of it, didn't it? It wasn't the greatest film ever made. People loved it. It, it was exciting, it. though. It was action-packed, yeah. and it, it yeah. was But it, was it just new squeaked past, and it was new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alita I didn't see, but... Um, see, what, you, what you've just asked like, is something that's very close to my opinions and heart anyway. Mm-hmm. You need to have a good story. You need yeah. to be a good storyteller. Yeah. Irrelevant to have all of this tech if you do yeah, not have no, good content. Right. Yeah, but arguably, I would argue anyway that James Cameron hasn't made any turkeys. Yeah. Do you um, mean he's not? Yeah. He's made some absolute stonewall classics with Terminator, Terminator 2, Aliens. You know, I really like True Lies. I really mm-hmm. like The Abyss. Still not on Blu-ray, by the way. Um, James, if you're listening, I, yeah. I I admire Titanic, even though I don't love it, and I admire Avatar, even though I don't love it. I admire it for it is. So he doesn't make bad films. No. Um, so I am excited to see a new Avatar film. So basically, you can't write it off, can no. you? That's the thing, because no. it's James Cameron, who mm-hmm. seems to have some kind of weird magic. Yeah, but, touch. It, but it whether it will revive 3D, well, yeah, is it's going to be available in 2D, 24 yeah. frames per second, standard, yeah. bish bash bosh, done. We hope. Um, Okay, so next topic. We've talked about Avatar I like topics. Enough. You said why topics? Do, 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 do. I can't find my next topic now. <laughs> uh, can technology and experiences in the lobby help drive a more complete cinema going experience? Oh. Kevin. No, for me, <laughs> but that's not my audience. My audience wouldn't be able to, you know, it'd just be a lot of noise and, you know, that doesn't mean it couldn't. But in what way to drive the experience? You mean have um, the blue person from Avatar going, welcome to this cinema. Please go to the left. Please go to the right. <laughs> or what, what, in what way is it enhancing? I don't, I don't fully understand. Well, can technology improve things like cues? Can it improve oh. the experience of you know, maybe more selfie opportunities and making the, the night more fun? Or can it, you know, can you have big video walls on the on this on the wall with James Bond walking across, or, or something along those lines? I think that's lines. very local. I think it's very very local. In in Northern Europe, concession sales will really explode when it's a good title and and people comes in and you may shorten down the queues. Yes, but how long will selfies in the entrance actually live? Is it like one month or is it yeah. two years? Yeah. And in, we looked at the experience in Central Park in, South, in downtown LA, and they have this um, new VR experience where you take a photo and it, it's an actor or a cartoon or whatever hanging mm-hmm. over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's fun for that five minutes, but it is a, a lifelong experience that you will bring with you? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Then you have Asia that is extremely fun with things that we don't think is fun yeah exactly it's local but it's you know what what one country might like another country might not one might be quite you know flamboyant another one might be quite conservative you know what what do you think is 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 it worth doing though is it worth um, looking at what you can do and should it be an interactive experience or should it be passive as a part of the complete package to go and experience something it will be a local understanding how you should get your audience to have a better night and i cannot i don't have an answer for each region and each country it could be even on city level different mm-hmm. would it put another bomb on a seat that's the thing 
Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it or will it, not going to come will, see it, will it make your experience a little bit more special? Yeah. And therefore, you you register. I had a really great experience going to this cinema watching that film. I think on like, opening releases, if you go to if you have the the pleasure of going to um, like a a kids film premiere or something like that you have fun in the foyer where you know there might be some balloon animals or you know there might be some masks that you can create and stuff like that and and you know if we can do that with technology and offer something exciting and fun like that to everyone rather than just people that are invited to these special events okay. then yeah I think you're absolutely right I think people will go oh remember that time that we went to this and it did that I wonder if they're doing anything for okay. this no, film that I want to go and yeah. see yeah. So maybe it could be in- interactive, but I think you've got something there with passive as well. If you can reduce queue sizes and you can make the process easier without anyone even thinking about it, mm. wonderful, let's do it. As Kevin mentioned, will that give me a bun extra on the seat? Mm. Because it's all about total yeah. cost. Does it give me more money yeah. or is it just money spent out? It will always give you more money because people will be in the foyer for longer and therefore be in the environment of looking at the pick and mix stand. Mm. They'll be looking at, they'll have the popcorn smell, they'll... Or it might know. just encourage an extra visit. Possibly. Yeah. So when you, did your question uh, include, like for instance, you know like McDonald's now has a, um, these big screens, doesn't yeah. it, where you can order your own yeah, yeah, yeah. version of whatever it is you want. Yeah, that's about cutting queues and things yeah, like that. So yeah, so would that be a good burgers. thing? I mean, it wouldn't be a good thing for my audience, but that doesn't mean it's not good for mm-hmm. other, other, other cinemas. Um, because it, it's a less personal experience, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And that worries me that we're, we're taking that out of cinema a bit if we go too far. Mm-hmm. There's no touch points with actual people. But does that big screen on McDonald's actually shorten your time to get your food before you sit down? No, it does not. No, it doesn't. It no. actually only takes you away from the queue mm. in the front, in the desk. Yes. Yeah, which it actually takes exactly the same time yes. from you enter to you sit down and have your food. So it's an illusion of efficiency. It yeah. is actually. You're absolutely right. Because or, yes, you don't feel so stressed because you're not, you're not waiting for somebody. But or maybe it's more to do with the fact that we've moved into a digital age and people don't know how to communicate with other people anymore. So we'd rather look and press things mm. on a screen than actually Possibly. interact with a human being. There's actually a lot in that. Yeah. Um, you know, I was. I'm hesitant to bring her up, but I was with my daughter the other week, <laughs> right. and we were in we were in a pub, um, one of those gastro pubs, mm-hmm. and it was like, so what happens here? Do you um, do you order your food at the bar? Do, you, do they come to you? And she said, oh no no, you can you can order it at the at the bar, but you can also order it on your app. Mm. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, you mean so you, you've got an app for in in this here and the bar's there, and you're going to order your food and instead of going to the bar yeah. there. And she went, yeah, yeah. I said, so yeah. basically you just don't want any human interaction, yeah. do you? Yeah. And she went, no. Yeah, it's true. I don't want any human interaction. Yeah. I just want to order my food it's and true. get it done because I've got, I might have to talk to them. I find it absolutely bonkers that people of the same sort of age as me struggle in that situation. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I, as a child, I was forced yeah. to go and speak to people. I was forced to go and order things from mm. this place and that place, mm. which uh, encourages conversation. But, but it is a sign of the time. It is yeah. a sign of the new world. And I think people will prefer um, it. Yeah. And um, I, I struggle to understand it, but I, I'm starting to understand it a lot more. Because, mm. well, you know, but my how daughter's your daughter an intelligent feel about it, person. Though? That's the thing. How did your daughter feel? That was a perfectly acceptable thing yeah, to do. Yeah, she was, she was like, yeah, well, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to have to talk yeah. to anybody. Right, okay. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, in, in one way, I was like, oh, maybe this is just the, in a, this is just the way of the new world. Because she said, yeah, everybody does it. Because, you know, everybody of, of her age, yes. you know, most people anyway, um... And another one, I don't have to queue up at the no. bar. Do you know what I mean, there's there's all that social element of having to go to the bar, which yeah. just seems like I never really thought of it as a social thing before. But yeah, it's you an talk to people in the queue as well yeah. if you're queuing. Yeah. That's how you yeah. make new friends every now and again. And yeah. I do worry about it though. I, mean I think too. for the older audience, they could struggle. I mean, I'd be in, that'd be a nightmare for me. Mm. Oh, they appear to have ordered thirty-seven popcorns. <laughs> <laughs> And you only want the 36. Like 47 <laughs> cakes. <laughs> oh. Uh, fantastic. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't that know. That actually really. even happened in yes. the digital age on yes. the younger ones. Because right. back home, uh, my nine-year-old uh, asked mm. me, can I buy V-Bucks? Yes, I can. You, uh, yes, you can. V-Bucks. 
You don't know v- what it, V-Bucks. V-Bucks. Yes, that, that, that's mon- <laughs> no, V-Bucks. That's yeah. money that you use when you're playing uh, PlayStation. Right. And, oh. and he V-Bucks. actually was allowed to buy for some uh, euros, and he actually was denied, and then charged me twice. So yeah. it actually happens yeah, even sure. in yeah. oh. age. So it is an old person thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's not all only the old guys no. that actually uh, yeah. run into that trap. It's also the nine-year-olds. That's why we don't use kiosks, you know. I've ordered 27 seats for <laughs> something or other, you know. At midnight on... Uh, Isn't that good? That actually sounds yeah, like no, a third well, auditorium. Know, but I'd rather than be happy. I don't know. I like the idea of the human interaction. Me too. Yeah. But... Whether that makes us a dinosaur or not, I don't know. No, but you also have to think about the cinema running costs. If you bring in things that make it easier for you to do it yourself, then you don't need so many people. No, and that worries me as well. I went to a a cinema chain who shall remain nameless recently to one of their newer sites, and I didn't speak to a single human the whole evening. I had my, my ticket... And I didn't interact with a human person at all. And we started recruiting from Mars. Now, yeah, well, and I just didn't. Yeah, <laughs> but it didn't feel like a particularly pleasant experience because of that. I understand yeah. it was efficient for the cinema because they didn't have to pay lots of people to go. Hello, how are you? Let's have your ticket then. Oh, over there, you know. And I understand the economics of it, but from a, a, a from an experience point of view, actually. It was less of an experience as a result mm. of the technology, yeah. you know. Uh, but maybe that, again, is an age thing. Maybe yeah. young people coming through don't want to d- interact. I don't know, mm. you know. Okay, next one. This was bound to come up because yeah. we're all talking about it. Um, oh. So, sound levels in cinema. Hey. Now, we all knew the reason why we asked Ulf to come on, because he's the sound guy. He's, sound. Um, he's both sound and sound. Yeah, he's a sound, sound guy. Um, so, Hugh Grant's intervention, yeah? Um, so, I've, I've got the tweet, yeah? Well, I, I, well, I've got it. I thought I'd put it in bold, and I have, but... Can you read it in his voice? <laughs> yes. No. Uh, I'm, just a, no. I'm just a boy in front of a bed. So, now we should tape him when he actually read yeah, the tweet. Yeah, okay, yeah, yes. Yeah. Go on, then. Well, I'm not going to say the tweet, but Grant felt the noise levels in the auditory made his made his trip to see Joker in a particular cinema in Fulham pointless, he complained on Twitter, adding, the joke was on us, and I, am I old or is the cinema much too loud the film star asked He's got two, two answers there Yeah, there's, he, there is, is even, even more and two answers into that but yeah. yes, keep on I, no, I, no, I, please. I, I, I listen I mean, the, first The question yeah. is, are, is, are cinema levels too loud in cinemas? Are, there, are, there, are, the, like, are they... I think it's like asking, is there too much lemon in a in a cheese Marang. sauce or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> there will be in some meringues and not in other meringues. I think it's a you know to tar everyone Subjective. with the same brush seems to be rather unfortunate. I think this is the problem that a lot of yeah. people have had is that it, it's very generalising. Yeah. yeah. But what could be the reason of if, if we start from scratch? Is if yeah. if a cinema is perfectly in every aspect. Acoustics, there are products that are dimensioned for the room size, mm-hmm. and the content is mixed at the standards that we have. Which they, I mean, there are standards that tell us, or tell the producer and, and, the, and the guys in the postpone, that this is what you should do. If everything like that is done properly, there is no problem. Mm-hmm. Even if you do reference level, which everyone says is seven, because that's the old Dolby Vision. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not Dolby Vision, but the Dolby Standard. Dolby standard yeah. It actually is not that anymore worldwide, because there are other manufacturers than Dolby out in the market now. So we should say, zero is reference level. And then you go above or below in dB on your processor. Ooh, okay. Yeah. But we tend to stick to seven, don't yeah. we, as the, yeah. as the reference. But I will update you more <coughs> later on. It's yeah. no problem. Okay, all right, that's fine. <laughs> Then there are then then you don't have any issues. You don't have distortion, and you have the right levels. And when an explosion comes, yes, it goes up, but it doesn't goes up on the high frequency. It goes up on the low frequency, and no one is complaining. But if everyone is trying to get more and more out of the content, and everyone is lowering and lowering the sound levels in the auditorium, it will be an ongoing fight that no one will win. Mm-hmm. Right, that's a good and point. 
trailers and commercials are what I understand the worst examples of how they're actually trying to get yes. higher and higher levels because we are sure. lowering and lowering the volume in auditoriums. And of course, you will always meet installations and cinemas around the world that has crappy acoustics and underdimensioned sound systems. You will always come to that point. When you say crappy acoustics, yeah. is it what? To what extreme are we talking? Are we talking about really hard walls all over the room, or are we talking you have not enough? Panels? You have several rooms around in the world that are actually concrete walls, flat without any treatment at all. Yeah, so you're fighting a losing battle from day one, yeah. really, aren't you? And, and and of course, if you have those rooms, they naturally turn down. The seven yeah. to four, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because they cannot stand with the volume that well, they actually get yeah, and the reflection the you get. Yeah. yeah, but most cinema owners have an interest to get the audience to appreciate the content and experience to go. So they try to keep a level that is sufficient or even higher. Mm. So what he actually, I don't understand uh, what he actually did. Um, I mean going out on Twitter and make such a storm about something instead of contacting the people in the, in the cinema. Mm -hmm. Yes, tell me, am I wrong or is there something wrong here? Can you, can you help me? I have, for me it's too high, it's too loud. Mm -hmm. That would have saved his experience of that cinema. Uh, of that he movie. seems to infer that cinemas are always too loud. That's the inference he's making, isn't it, mm -hmm. in his tweet? Yeah, but yeah. he's part yeah, in the industry. It, it, he's it part is. in the industry. So he has heard someone else, in my opinion, yeah, complain about this. Yeah, he spoke to somebody as well because there was another um, quote. Someone for a producer, the, yeah. The producer yeah. says, "I can't watch mine or any films in commercial cinemas what? for this reason. It's like a restaurant adding yeah. too much salt in the food." Wow. Ag agreed, one producer. Um, I don't know who the producer is, mm. but again, he's kind of got a bit of backup there. Yeah. We can take one example. We have a very, very good cinema in Oslo. It's in the Norwegian Film Institute. And as a reference, they always use the standard level of, of all the content. And because the acoustics is correct, the speakers are not distortion, amplifier is not weak, they have very, very few times that they actually cannot play at the reference level. Mm. And ple people don't come out and complain about the sound. Mm. It could be that that installation actually can't handle the loud loudness of the, I mean, it could be distortion levels that actually uh, comes up, not in the whole con in the whole movie. You mean where he part saw his film? Yeah. Yeah, um, it's quite likely. Part, part of the movie was too, too loud for the size of that mm. installation. It could be. I have to say, I've experienced it running this film, and it's not a loud film. It no, really isn't. No. no, it's not. So, no. And it could easily look to be all that. Yes. At that screen, someone has, by mistake, yeah. turned it yeah. to nine. Yeah, or something. So, to speak. Yeah. so well, there's just been some kind of technical problem that's yeah. not been identified yet yeah. and is yeah. now dealt with. But if you are not happy with your food in a restaurant, you don't walk away. And yeah. then post it on Twitter. You oh, actually yeah. go to the restaurant, and in the restaurant, they say, "Sorry, but it's too much salt in my food. Can I have another plate?" Actually, I think people do go, leave, pay, and then complain about it yeah. on Twitter because they don't yeah. want to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> they don't yeah. want that confrontation. I think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I, I think that's not a fair way to actually uh, judge the whole industry. No, of course no, not. No, but that's the point. Not. That is the, that's the, I think, the biggest point about this, yeah. is if you had a bad meal in a restaurant, you wouldn't say all restaurants are bad, no. would you? No. And that, that seems unfair to, to say that all cinemas yeah. are bad mm. because he's had a bad experience. Mm. Yeah. Or he, he, may, he probably goes to the same cinema, perhaps, and, and has this problem every time. I don't know. I don't I'm know. assuming he lives in London, so he should have yeah. quite a bit of choice. He lives in Fulham. So. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. honestly don't know. But, uh, I mean, Joker, was it? Yeah, it's not a screamingly no, loud it's film. No, it's not. But I have no problem to actually make this wish uh, happy. I, yes. I, I, I can deliver a new sound system tomorrow. But in all fairness, it, it, I think he judged the whole industry uh, in a way that... It's sad to hear, and and he is a very famous actor in the industry. Mm. So. But then so it comes down to perception, doesn't yeah. it? It doesn't. I mean, whether he's right or wrong, if that's the perception people have, yeah. then we should be perhaps trying to address it in some way. 
That's the thing. But I mean, how? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Is there something wrong with the way cinemas are being EQ'd now? Oh, are they being EQ'd differently than the way uh, they used to be? Is there a not point? if the technician has the right experience and the training? No. Right. What about how? The, how can they be the right EQ'd equipment? differently? Most, in, right in my understanding, the right equipment is available for the most technicians. But of course, every auditorium is different. The so if, I, if you I don't go that. out and listen what mm. you actually have of end result in auditorium, you should not leave the installation. Yeah, we were saying this earlier about computer says yes, so yeah. therefore right. it's fine. Yeah. Go and listen to it. Going, going as a technician, you should go in and listen to what actually is the, end, uh, the final result of your calibration. Uh, mm. and, and that doesn't only, only uh, occur to, to sound, it's also picture. Mm. Of course, Absolutely. that yeah. seems obvious Absolutely. to me. And for me, it's, that's just yeah. basic. For me, it's not... Mm, and actually, if you don't do that, you have not finished the installation. Sorry. This may be a slightly different topic, and maybe we'll come on to something similar later, but actually, even on a daily or weekly basis, you should be going into that auditorium to listen to it yeah. and look at it and make sure that it's right. Bring back screen checks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But one thing that we all, I mean, if we go back, we have projectionists. Yeah. Today, we don't have projectionists in the no. way that we had before. No, we don't. No, maybe some places, but not everywhere. No, I can't say I have an actual projectionist. No. no. And oh. there are different uh, routines, different uh, way that they actually do this uh, around in the world. And... If you don't go into the auditorium during the screening yes. and listen and look at, okay, picture is good, sound is good, in my opinion, you have not done the proper yeah, check yeah. of today's screening. But that's a owner decision. Mm -hmm. It's not me as a, no, a, no. a manufacturer or me uh, 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 as someone that actually are interested yes. in, in yes. cinema technology. It's the owner of the cinema that ha have to train uh, his uh, staff to. You need to be in, but that's not a problem. We come to one point later in in this um, where I have a couple of good things. Okay. okay, one thing that I listened to recently in Barcelona was um, a very uh, good, in my opinion, sound guy, uh, John Allen, uh, mentioned about the S curve. Um, he said that we, we shouldn't necessarily be using the standard curve that we normally use, we should be using the S-curve um, because we should be allowing a natural dip uh, around the 250 hertz area, which is just below. If you think of my voice, um, it's kind of the chesty area mm -hmm. of my voice, mm -hmm. yeah? So that area should probably come down a little bit because otherwise it's going to sound too much like you're listening to Bane from... <laughs> Well, it's middly. It makes it right. middly. If you push yeah, that, exactly. it makes it middly. So, so it Kaylee should allow sound, the, the, the dialogue <laughs> to be more clear and more natural sounding. What's yeah. your view on that, Alf? Because I'm really interested yeah, in this. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. And he has a lot of experience about uh, building uh, speakers and designing... Uh, I think at Boston Philharmonic. So he has a lot of experience, but if he is actually coming up with something that is new for the industry, uh, I would really like to listen to other tech guys that actually mm -hmm. prove what he's saying. He was also saying that uh, a lot of people are EQing auditoriums now with the wrong equipment, i.e. the wrong mics. Yeah, but um, I, he was telling that you were couple of DB off, but that's not true. Yeah. Um, the studios and the post-production houses are using a different um, DB number that he actually said that we should use. Okay. Uh, so and the pink noise that we use, he was saying that um, there's a difference between the pink noise generated by the, s the processor compared to a pink noise that I believe he meant as a DCP pink noise. Oh. So it was going through the whole system rather than just being generated by the processor. I cannot answer. I have no clue what he meant by that. But, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, we have a couple of really smart... Worthy of investigation? I'm not sure. Right. But we have a couple of smart guys in, in our company, and uh, they don't always agree uh, about what's come out from other companies. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we can say like that. Okay. I, I stick with, uh, with my team. <laughs> Fair so with my processes, for instance, it would be fairly simple to set that experiment up. You know, we're using the um, um, data set processes mm -hmm. where you could set up 
a, a Dirac set up with the S curve, and you could set one up with the with the um, Dolby curve, mm-hmm. and you could you could AB it. I'd be I'd be really interested to hear yeah. that. Yeah, I be, would. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. No, that sounds quite interesting. I mean, I I understand the theory, but that mm. was when. We used to use what was it, the Academy curve? Mm-hmm. That was really middly, wasn't it? It was all mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. So that, where was that? That was peaking at about. I don't know, about uh, that could also be two ways yes. speakers yes. from the nineties. Yes, but of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe what we should do is just start releasing more films like A Quiet Place, where we yeah. don't have any dialogue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that's the answer. It's fantastic. It stops people from talking yeah. as well. So then we can go back to two ways because we don't mid, uh, need uh, mid range no. uh, driver. Yeah. Perfect. Done. That's uh, it. I'm really, I'm curious about that. I'm, Shit, I'm, I don't I'm, like I'm that. really curious. <laughs> so yeah, I'd, I'd like to do it. some work on that. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. really interesting. Okay, it's beer time. Uh, so the next one is another controversial one. Edward Norton says Steven yeah. Spielberg is wrong. How dare he? What did he, he say? He was wrong. Netflix isn't destroying movies. Theaters are. Oh. Um, oh. It's the so, theater yeah, chains okay. that are destroying the theatrical experience. Norton tells the Daily Beast. Whoever they are, yeah. Period. Full stop. No one else. Well, again, it's conflating. He's talking about light levels. Yeah, but it's conflating again a cinema he's experienced with he, all cinemas. He was in a snazzy one in LA, which was is, he? Yeah, I think I believe he went the to the Arc Light. Oh, yeah. well, the Arc Light's getting a bit tired. Lovely. We love the Arc Light, but it's getting a bit tired. I think that obviously it, it has a Just reputation. A it has yeah. a rep. Well, you should go <laughs> next time. Yeah. Um, maybe not if its light levels suffer. Um, but yeah, I think it's got a, a certain reputation to live up to, and unfortunately, if that's where people go. That's where prominent folk go to see their films. They and if do, they're, and if they they're not keeping the standards high, then that is going to... Because that was art like selling point, it was, wasn't it? It always was, that it, and was, it's, it was the best. And it's, it's pricey. Yeah. So obviously you're going to have a lot of unhappy folk. Yeah, there's, mental, the um, there's mental <laughs> kinetom, 35mm machines in there with the... Um, the intermittent that stops dead. It's like a step motor as opposed to a... Anyway, I'm, I'm getting a bit uh, wistfully old-fashioned here, but they always had the best. Yes. They had the E version. Yeah, right, OK. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> OK, so, so obviously the comment is very generalising and he's you know clearly basing it on, hopefully, just one experience. Yeah. Mm. But is he right, as in, you know, take away the gen- generalisation, but is he right in general, in our opinion, in our experiences, are we seeing darker images now compared to what they were are we seeing what they've always been is it relative i don't think i don't think we are seeing darker screens i think there was a dark period where we had like the uh digital rollout everything was pristine and wonderful and we had beautiful light levels and it was great and then we did lose a lot of uh technical staff so things weren't kept up to a certain Mm -hmm. level but i think that people have uh stomped their feet and complained about this enough now that actually we're back on track to getting correct light levels and we're back on track to get there um and people have the right mindset and people are educated again um in in how things should look and sound and so i i don't think that i don't think that he is necessarily correct in that respect i don't recall having seen terrible light levels in in even the most perfunctory cinemas I've come across to be honest I haven't seen bad light levels like re- no. I, obviously when we go to a premiere and everything's been yeah, beautifully ch- yeah then once you then go and see a film I'm you know I'm not saying that it shouldn't be any different to a premiere but I'm saying that realistically there will be more attention upon it mm-hmm. yes um, but I haven't seen bad light levels since like awful 3D no uh, we're talking yeah. about a 2D screening I assume so. I don't think that's been made clear, but it's Joker. So was it Joker? I don't know if it was actually. I don't think he. I don't think he specified. Because he didn't classify. I don't know what. I mean, I assume it's two D. I, at this moment, can only speak on the Nordic region, but. Of course, we don't have the massive. The amount school. you travel, and you can only talk for the audience. But when it comes to when it comes to light levels, sorry, <laughs> sound a different story. But when it comes to light levels, because I have of course done a couple of cal- uh, calculations for uh, Nordic screens, um, ever, Sweden and Norway and Bolivia, <coughs> which is not Nordic. <laughs> Bolivia. Bolivia is definitely not Norway. Yeah, <laughs> we did the fiveplex in Bolivia, so so uh, it, it's just next door. It's where Putin's son dance, wasn't it? Bolivia. But 
if you take a 2D screen for 10 meters in width, you don't need more like five to 6,000 lumens to do that. And if you take a Christie 2215, it gives you 15,000 lumen in you. And when the lamp is almost dead, it still gives you 8,000 lumen because mm -hmm. it doesn't start when it's less than 8,000 lumen because it's physics. It's if you go below 50% of, of, the, of the light, of the amp level, you cannot actually start it. Mm -hmm. I don't see that it should be an issue on light levels on mm -hmm. 2D on Series 2 projectors. Unless it's I would agree. Under spec in the first place. Yeah, but it would have to be seriously under spec. Though, and and right? <coughs> therefore, I said I can only speak for the Norwegian, uh, no, 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 no? Nordic part, it because happens. we really Ooh. have <laughs> enough light to fit. We have a lot of headroom. We have headroom. Yeah. yeah. I can honestly say that's not that's that's pretty much Nordics. Yeah. Alone. Then. <laughs> I really? can see that there is an issue. If you underspec from day one, so you actually don't have any headroom, mm -hmm. because of the aging of the projector, I mean, you have the prism, you have the uh, yeah, light rod. The optics. Okay. Yeah, optics actually are degrading over the period. So mm -hmm. actually, you probably lose 50% when the projector is close to 10 years mm. in in as a starting point. That's a good point. Yeah, we've mentioned yeah. this in the yeah. CTC before. Yeah, yeah that and, is and then you have to refurbish it. Then you have to refurbish the, 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 the optics. Mm -hmm. And that's possible. Or you have so to you accept that, okay, that practice doesn't work in my 20 meter screen anymore. I have mm. to put it down to my 10 meter screen. Well, or well whatever. Cleaning, cleaning the optic path of, the, of any projector yeah. will make a huge difference. Yeah, but the light rod um, is maybe not only barco specific but that one actually gets called milky after a long time of use so actually it needs to be changed in my opinion and we did a but couple of refurbishment for that and it actually yeah, goes I imagine, up to i'd imagine and quite a lot of projectors have their own idiosyncrasies of yeah. you know on this projector you might need to pay more attention to this on this projector you might need to pay more they've all got optical downfalls yeah. shall we say they are different even if they use the same but he's 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 got this impression from somewhere, hasn't he? Yeah, it could Where's also he got it be that you know the the three D lens might have been in front of it. Well, it could have been. Yeah. Yes, I I suspect that sample. Edward Norton sees a lot of films in private theatres, yeah. which have a lot more attention. Ah, and yes. then he's gone to a public theatre, which doesn't look quite as good. Yeah. And he's like, hold on, I've seen a cut of this film in this theatre, and it looked completely different. It mm -hmm. sounded completely different. Mm -hmm. What's going on here? Where we do need to have a realistic expectation of what So do you think we need to call out? Ed Norton and ask him where he's got this idea from? I think we should. I I do it now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he is listening <laughs> to this podcast. Number. You know if he's in LA or in... Uh, yeah. He's going to be in LA, isn't he? So it's uh, so it's, <laughs> they actually went to winter time now, so it's yes. nine hours difference yeah. again. So yeah. here, here's the thing, Ed. Um, <laughs> we want to know the specifics. We've had a few pints, if we're honest. <laughs> yeah. And we want to know where you saw this terrible light source. And what was the technical situation? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and how old was the lamp? And when was the last yeah. time they maintained and, the And projection? is that all cinemas? That's the thing. Yeah. That's the frustrating thing I about mean, all of this. It sounds like this has been something that he's thought for a while and this is the, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back for him. Yeah. But it could be like, like our friend Hugh. You know, he's gone to the same mm. theatre. Oh, I've just realised, remembered who you meant. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone to the same theatre time H. after time, and, and that's, you know, he's had that yeah, same audio issue yeah. over and over again. And he's sick of it, yeah. 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 No, he could absolutely be, because it doesn't sound like it's an individual experience. They, you know, he, he just tweets, and the whole world goes, oh, Edward Norton thinks cinema's crap. Mm. But I, we, I seem to remember we, some of us had a discussion about this online, and, you know, is that then the... So while we're getting this effectively negative publicity worldwide because he's a famous film star, should we be looking at uh, a very basic minimum standard that we make cinemas adhere to? Yeah, we, but that's there. Yeah, yeah, it's there. Well, I, I, well I yes, but do we make unique. people adhere to it? I hear this a lot at Unique. Okay. You know, well, we need, we need these point. minimum standards. I'm thinking, we've got minimum yeah. standards. We've got standards. We've got parameters. We've got 
Yes, but no one's picked up on it if they don't meet them, though, are they? I mean, the only ones DCI. we don't have standards for are these new technologies that are coming in and, no, and HDR. But what you actually say is that in the Nordic region, we went for the luxury equipment all in, and the mm. rest of the world did not. Not, not per se. I mean, some did, some didn't. You know, it, it really did vary. Um, but I do see a, a generally better standard in the Nordic regions yeah. than are doing most others for whatever reason. Um, you know, and, and I'm generalizing now. Yeah. But I think as well, and I'd like to point out that um, I think um, I think the screen has probably got a lot to do with it as well. Yeah. Uh, because mm. I know from experience that you can have, um, you know, 14, 13, 12 foot Lamberts in the middle on a silver screen compared to 14, 13, 12 foot Lamberts on a white screen, maybe a Perlux screen that's like a 1.8 or something like that, yeah. or a 2 gain. That high? On a flat, yeah. And it will look a whole lot better mm. uniform wise. Yeah. And even though technically they're both the same foot Lamberts in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Um, Should we be needing one? 1.8 gain screens in the modern digital world? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you have a balance. I mean, I you it's have a balance between cost and actually screen gain. Uh, that is perfectly mm -hmm. easy to calculate. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean because just because of the sheer uniformity, it can look absolutely mm. fine in the middle and yet on the edges it will drop off and therefore it gives you the perception, particularly if you're off to one side. So should we have curved or flat screens then? Uh, we should you should have curved screens. I if love they a curved screen. If, if there's a gain on I the screen, you should screen. have a curved screen. Is mm. the general, you know, go to. It's got no room for. What's the curve rate? Uh, it depends on the screen size. Five yeah, percent apparently is the maximum. How is all this helping, Mr. Norton? <laughs> Well, maybe we need to go we to the cinema. We can design a new theatre for him. We, yeah. we need to go into the cinema that he went to and check yeah, it out. I'd love to know. Is um, there an element of education required for filmmakers to understand cinema? Yes, there Ooh, is. That's a good point. But people don't want to accept that they might have to compensate on their creative genius. I don't know whether they should have to compensate. No. I just think they need to understand. But... <sighs> But they're never going to see it as they do in the edit suite. They're never going to see it as they do on their DCP sign-offs. So therefore, it's about managing. Are you sure? Yeah, it's yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. uh, yeah right I'm there. pretty sure. Really? Yeah. I, I accept that challenge. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah. If, if you're signing it off, if you're signing off your DCP for the film that you have just produced, directed, whatever, you are going to see it in the best room. That is not going to be replicated. In, uh, in your local in large well, I, 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 So, I, are we talking about they are looking at the Dolby monitor? <laughs> or are they looking at actually a screen with a projector? Yeah, they're looking. So, when you sign off a DCP, you do it on the screen a, with a projector? A, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But we can do that everywhere. Yeah. I'm really, I'm What do you mean we can do that everywhere? I, I mean, if, I if, you, if you take and scale that up to a cinema, you will find plenty of them that actually does as well as you actually describing. Yeah, okay, but we're talking about uh, generalization, right? Yeah, and yeah. how it has an effect on the entire cinema industry. Yeah. If you're going to generalize like that, you need to be aware that not all cinemas are going to be so to that spec. our goal is to push everyone to come to that level. Yeah. Uh, it should be, yeah, but also there needs to be a level of expectation and that's not going to happen within two years because of financial issues. Sure. But, but three, you, three is okay for me. Well, three years. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got all the money to put into these? No, 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 no. no. I, I don't have the money, but I, I have the will to actually help them. <laughs> I, I think we all. I think we all have the will. But yeah, yeah. There needs to be a level of 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 understanding that people aren't there yet. And no, they, no, 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 no. And you know, and, and these people saying. that are bringing enjoyment to the masses with their two K projectors that are ten years old, I, I'd rather they were bringing entertainment to the masses than yeah. mm -hmm. not because yeah. they haven't met this spec. So I think mm, there is something to work towards, but you mm. need to be able to be in a, a situation where you can show someone's film to an acceptable level, which brings us back to the parameters of this is what you can't go below, this is what you shouldn't go above. There needs to be that level, and that should be acceptable, but that means that people that are creating things need to understand that that is the level. 
it's not going to look perfect everywhere. It's I not going to sound perfect everywhere. I was almost going to throw out everywhere. the newborn. And do we have standard premium auditorium? Some yes, standard auditorium. No, because Ooh, the, yeah, no, yeah, because yeah, then yeah, you're yeah. then that brings in a whole yeah. conversation as to who is standard and who is premium. And there yeah. might be cinema owners out there that think it's a premium cinema, and then they get told it's standard. That's going to ruffle some feathers, isn't it? It yeah. really is, and there are going to be whole circuits that are going to go. Excuse me, I thought we were the best, and we're not. Yeah, and that's going to it will be sound like screen check was sound. For that very reason, I think. Not that I know why it was that on exactly, but a lot of it was that there were failures which were rather embarrassing, so it was better that it was just... And it's, all, it's also you know. subjective as to who's going around doing the checks. Yeah. And, and you have to take into consideration whether it's it's an old theatre or maybe it's a mm. multiplex that's just been opened in a shopping sure. centre. It's not going to be the same. Yeah. It, yeah. You have to be realistic. Yeah. At one time in my life, I will build the perfect 12plex and I will run it myself. Yes. But can okay. you do one everywhere so that everyone can no. enjoy yes. it? I will have one. <laughs> I will have one. I would just like to say that I do build the perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but we do run So maybe we compete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. last orders at the bar. That is the end of the podcast. Um, we are very, very happy that you have all been able That's to been go great. to Tromsø. 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 Oh, Tromsø. I, ca I, can't, I can't pronounce it. How, How do you say pronounce it? Tromsø. Tromsø. Got it right. We get in. Yeah. Um, so, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, and until the next time, mm. see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>